Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 150. And today we are in a series in Galatians. I want to look in chapter 2, verses 11 through 14 today. This is a great little passage of scripture. If you listened yesterday to the podcast, the first part of chapter 2 is about Paul explaining his story of his visit to Jerusalem. He had been in the ministry 14 years at this point, and he was trying to make his way to Jerusalem to talk to the founders of the church. And he was going to explain what all God had been doing, and they had to talk about some things. They had to decide on some things about specifically Gentile believers. So he goes to Jerusalem. That encounter happens. You can picture, because of this scripture here in verses 11 through 14, you can picture while he's in Jerusalem, Paul probably you know, shakes Peter's hand and he brings him in and he hugs him. He says, hey, Peter, listen, you've got to come out to Antioch and see what God is doing. Man, God is up to something in Antioch. There is revival breaking out. He's doing miraculous, incredible things. He is saving people. The Gentiles are so hungry for this gospel. They have gone through rituals and through routines and through traditions and through religious patterns over and over again, and they are hungry for the relationship with Jesus, the relationship with their Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. It is amazing. So you can see Paul just as he's talking to Peter saying, Peter, come and visit. Man, some point, get out to Antioch, see what God is doing. I believe that conversation happened because Peter ended up in Antioch. So here's what it says in verse 11 of Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. But when Cephas, or Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he was eating with the Gentiles. But when they came, he drew back and separated himself, fearing the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews acted hypocritically along with him, so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So I want to stop right there. That's verses 11 through 13. These verses give us a scene in Antioch that is important to us. First off, you thought hypocrisy was just in your church. The good news is there's hypocrites in every church. Even Peter, one of the founding fathers of the church, was a hypocrite. He showed up here in Antioch. Antioch is a Gentile place where a church full of Gentiles was there. So when Peter gets there to Antioch to see what's going on, to experience the revival, you can almost see it. The Gentiles that are there are big fans of Peter, right? This is a guy who walked with Jesus. This is a guy who was in the boat with Jesus, who was a part of the miracles with Jesus, who was there when he died, who was there when he rose again. You got to think these people in Antioch were not there during that season. So when Peter is there, you can hear all of the crowds after he would teach, they would come around him and say, tell us the stories of Jesus. Tell us what it was like walking with him. What was it like having a meal with him? What was it like whenever he died on the cross? Where were you at? What were you doing? Peter probably glossed over that part and he's like, I was warming my hands by the fire. I didn't really see much. (laughs) Uh, You know, you can hear Peter talking about the things that God was doing through Jesus and the miracles, and he was with him when he he raised a young man from the dead. Peter says, listen, my mother-in-law was really, really sick, and Jesus came in, and he just he healed her. It was powerful. It was amazing. It was incredible. So in Antioch, you can see this scene of rushing. You know, church service was over, and the crowds would gather in and say, Peter, tell us everything. Tell us everything that, that Jesus did. Let us know what it was like. What was it like when you were carrying baskets? We heard he fed thousands of people with just a lunch. Were you there for that? And Peter's like, oh, I was there for that listen, and I got more baskets out than any other disciples. I could just promise you that. As he's sharing the stories of all Jesus had done, Peter probably says, and have I told you about the time I walked on the water? Listen, 
There is nothing like the feeling of water underneath your feet. It is incredible. You all got to try it sometime. You can hear Peter and his smile and his joy. It says he was going around eating dinner with these Gentiles. He was sharing meals with them. He was eating with them. They were experiencing community and communion together. This was a powerful, powerful scene in Antioch. Well, then something changed. It says that there was a group that came from James. It said certain men came from James. This is a a party or a group of messengers that James, the Jewish man back in Jerusalem, sent that had a problem with the way the Gentiles were living. James, at this point, I don't know much about him in his story. There's a lot of texts that kind of point to James being a little bit more hard-nosed about Jewish tradition. He didn't like the fact that Gentiles could just get saved and not have to change anything, not have to get circumcised, not have to change their dietary habits. So James sends this group of messengers to Antioch where he knows Peter is at. Now you can picture this already. That group of men that's coming, they're not coming to say, hey, Peter, you're doing a great job, right? They're coming to say, hey, Peter, you need to kind of rein this in a little bit. Don't forget, you're Jewish. You don't need to be hanging out with this. You don't need to be turning into this. This is all way too uh, liberal. This is too open. This is too strange. This is too unlike Jesus really was. So, Peter, you need to back off a little bit. So when the, the group of men get there from James, Peter has so much fear that he stops eating with the Gentiles. He stops communing and stops having that community and those relationships with the Gentile people. He backs away. And so much so, it affects even Barnabas. All that Jewish group that showed up were influencing Barnabas, and Barnabas was then retreating. He was then not joining in the Gentile meals and in the Gentile conversations. Paul, at this point, has got to be furious. He's like, there is revival breaking out, and Peter, you are afraid of James? Are you serious right now? You're afraid of James. You're afraid of him saying you need to stop doing these? These Gentile people here in Antioch are hurt now because you are changing who you are. You are being a hypocrite. You're wearing a face. You're wearing a mask that's not who you are. You're telling them they've got to live a certain way, and you are now saying that you live a certain way, but you don't, and you do, and you don't, and you do, and you're going back and forth. Paul absolutely is furious. As mad as he is at Peter, I can't imagine how mad he is at Barnabas, thinking, Barnabas, you've been here with me this whole time, bro. What is happening? Why would you, of all people, hurt the Gentile church? Why would you hurt this church? Stop being a hypocrite. Be honest. Be who you are. Let the gospel free you today, Barnabas. It says in verse 14, But when I saw their conduct was not in step with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, or Peter, before them all in public, If you, though a Jew, live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you force Gentiles to live like Jews? He calls him out. He says, Peter, what are you doing? You're being a hypocrite. You're saying one thing and you're living another thing. You were fine to have community with us. You were fine to eat in the Gentile home until some guy told you that it wasn't what we were supposed to do because we've never done it that way before. And so Peter then becomes a hypocrite. I can imagine as I read this text, Peter being afraid of James first. But then after he's called out by Paul, I can see the fire in Paul's eyes as Paul gets up in his face, right to his face. It says in verse 1, when Cephas came to Antioch, I post him to his face. He didn't, let, he didn't say, send this message to Peter. He said, Peter, come here, I got to tell you something. 
He said, don't you dare hurt the church being a hypocrite. You need to be all that God's called you to be and be brave enough to stand up to those who put tradition over the relationship. That is traditional thinking that's going on. No, we've never done it this way before, but God is too creative to do something the same way over and over and over again. God's not duplicative, he's creative. So Peter, I don't want you to miss this. Be who God's called you to be. Stop listening and trying to win the approval of man. Listen, if I were still trying to win the approval of man, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ, right? Didn't Paul just say that earlier in this letter? Like, that's what Paul's calling is. So when he opposes Peter to his face, it is not an easy opposition. He's going up against the founding man of the church, the one who preached the first sermon of the church. But he says, what you're doing isn't right. So I'm going to bring the truth and expose the lie that you are a part of. Today, take the mask off. Don't try to be a certain way so that people will give you praise. Just be who God's called you to be. Be free to be you. God has called you. If you have been saved by the grace of God, then you are a child of his and you can be free today. You are free from that bondage and that weight and that burden of trying to be something you're not. Paul says, Peter was lying, so I called it out. He wants the Gentiles to know. He wants the church of Galatia to know I'm not messing around here. The gospel's way too important to put our petty little differences in the way of it. Do not let your little pettiness be in the way of the gospel of Jesus. Too many people don't know who Christ is. Let's be about the mission today.